Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of Everyday Impact. Um, I am your host, Michael Anderson, and welcome to the show if you're just now joining us. Um, real quick, before I jump into today's episode with Caleb Whittle, let me tell you about something something kind of fun that I've got going on. Um, if you are stuck in the same self-defeating behavioral patterns, or if you feel like the way you react to emotions and thoughts are just pulling you away from the type of person that you want to be, and if you're just kind of in general not feeling fulfillment in life, um, then guess what? Uh, You are, first of all, a human, and that is normal, and you are also someone who sounds a lot like me. And what changed everything for me was engaging in values-based therapy practices that helped me get in tune with my values, and i.e., you know, the ways of living that are important to me. And then learning how to let those values be kind of my north star, so to speak. Um, values-based therapy practices are, are awesome, and it's it's not hard to to identify what your values are. And to prove it, I put up on my website a $30 Find Your Values virtual workshop, which is a video of me walking you through an activity I take almost all of my clients through that will help you identify your values, clarify them, and start uh, you know paving a road for what you want your life to, to be about. It takes about 30 to 45 minutes, and my clients consistently tell me it's just a really impactful exercise. So I'll put the link to that workshop in the show notes of the podcast, and please, please DM me on LinkedIn or Instagram and let me know how that goes for you. Um, but let's go ahead now and jump into the show. Let me tell you about Caleb Whittle. Um, he is the man. Uh, Caleb lives by the motto, always be learning. And he takes that very seriously, and he takes on opportunities to learn and grow, which has led to some really cool things in his life. Uh, he's currently working as the head of marketing for Private Auto, which is a new platform that helps you to safely buy and sell new and used cars. And he's also the host of the podcast Everyday Entrepreneurs. That's entrepreneurs with an I, where he talks to employees of various companies on how to adopt an intrapreneurial mindset, right? Which is basically, you know, how to take the skills and the ambition and talents associated with entrepreneurial activities, right? Starting a business and instead leverage them into your current organization and role in order to make it better and to maximize the opportunities there in front of you. Really just cool guy, really cool show. Not to mention we both have podcasts with the name Every Day in it, so you know he's just got to be a good guy. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump into the interview with Caleb Whittle. The one, I don't know, principle as I reflect on my life so far that I've uh, tried to live by is to always approach life with a perspective of learning. So if you go into every experience thinking, okay, I'm, I'm here to learn, you'll be less likely to be afraid to fail because it's not a success or failure um, type of thing. Hmm. It's more, okay, I'm, I'm here to learn something. Yeah. And that has been kind of a consistent as I reflect on what I've learned <laughs> so far, <laughs> um, is that if you have something with that perspective of learning, then you'll appreciate every experience you have because you'll be able to think about what you learned through that. Is that something that you've always had or has failure been scary for you historically in your life? Like, like, did you have to make that switch? Yeah, I would say I, I had to make the switch. Um, I went through a career failure, I guess you can say uh, about a career a, learning, a career, yeah, learning. A career learning. There we go. Exactly. Um, because I wasn't confident in myself because I was afraid that I didn't have enough experience 
or I was afraid of, okay, that's, you know, it was a, it would have been a big promotion. And I didn't know if I could live up to that. I was afraid to fail at that. And in talking with, um, you know, the, the hiring manager at the company I was at afterwards, after I'd already found a new job, she was like, Oh, you were interested in that. Like we totally would have hired you and coached you up and like been fine going forward, but they had already, you know, they didn't know that I was interested in that position because I didn't have the confidence in myself. Yeah. And so after that, that kind of triggered the switch that was like, okay, um, how about I just go out and try new things and learn along the way. And sure, if, if I'm not qualified for something, then I go into it with that learning approach to say, okay, what can I learn to be qualified at what I'm doing every day? I, I really am super intrigued by this because, um, I think this is such an important mindset shift to make. And I'm curious if you wouldn't mind telling more, it's kind of a two-part question for you. Okay. Why do you think failure is so scary for so many people? Like why, why is the concept of failure so scary in your opinion, maybe in your own experience and just with experiences of other people. And then part two of that. And how does this tell me more about how making this shift to treating it like a learning experience neutralize that fear for you. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, if I get slightly, I don't know, philosophical with this question of why is, <laughs> why is failure scary? Yeah, please. I, th I think a lot of it comes down to how we start to learn as kids, as teenagers, we usually get in trouble if we fail. Hmm. And so like, when I think of growing up, like I have, wonderful parents, but there were things that I would get in trouble for doing because I didn't do them right. And the so right I was way. like, Oh, yeah. if I don't do this or if I do it the wrong way, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. And so yeah. then when you go into like the, the career path and go into work, you're thinking, Oh, if I don't do exactly what my boss wants me to do in their way that they want me to do it, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's, you know, that may vary manager to manager. It always does. But that, I feel like that is just something that stems from getting in trouble as a kid, <laughs> yeah. because if you fail, you got in trouble and then you were grounded or you, yeah. know, you lost your allowance that week or whatever it might've been. And so we're, we're afraid of that, of letting someone else down and of getting in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And so then that shift where it was like, okay, if we approach it from learning, then, you know, at, since we're adults, the likelihood of us getting in trouble for failing is a lot lower than it is as kids with parents, yeah. you know, unless you have a really horrible micromanager, yeah. the chances of you getting in trouble for failing in a small way are pretty low, yeah. especially if you've already built up that relationship with your manager. Yeah. 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 And so that switch to being like, Hey, I'm here to learn then I'm going to try new things that I may fail at, but I know I have the confidence because I've built that relationship with my manager that if I fail, I won't get in trouble and it'll become a learning opportunity. So this is okay. I really like this. And I know I'm the therapist, but I'm actually, you're going to therapize me. Is that okay? Because I've, <laughs> sure. I've got a question for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> for Because for me, a lot of um, growing up as a little kid, and now as an adult, a lot of my fear of failure is, well, what, what is everyone going to think when mm -hmm. I do fail? Right. Like, yep. 
here I am trying in front of a lot of people. And if this fails, what are people going to say? What are people going to think? Are people going to be embarrassed by me, right? Embarrassed for me, right? Like, yep, all this. And so for me, it's not so much of like getting in trouble, but it's just like, what will others think if I attempt this thing and I fail? And sometimes it's a lot less riskier to just live small. Yeah. Because then you won't have to deal with that. Would you mind sharing some of your thoughts? Is does does this making this shift to a learning mindset help with that in your experience? Um, is there anything you'd add there? What's what are kind of your thoughts there? I would say a hundred percent. I <laughs> this is gonna get slightly uh, slightly personal, but I yeah. So I sure. failed English in high school. Yeah, and like was a pretty bad student, and then didn't know what I want to do with my life. Um, went through a lot of interesting relationships as a teenager and then kind of figured my life out as I got older. Mm -hmm. And like when I first started posting on LinkedIn, which is such a small thing, right? Yeah. 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 But I, I was terrified. I was like, well, what if this doesn't do well? What if people disagree with me in the comments? And what if, you know, there's a lot of what ifs and then I, at the time when I started getting more active on LinkedIn, I was looking for a new job. And so I was like, well, I got to do something. So I'll just start. Right. That's kind of the, the theme is just start. Yeah. And then, you know, first week of a couple posts, no one was saying anything bad. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. That's fine. (laughs) So I do another week of a few more posts and I'm like, oh, all right. People are, oh, someone commented something positive, like super insightful. Oh, okay. Now there's this positive momentum going on. And then you kind of get hooked on that positive momentum to then start thinking, okay, awesome. What can I go above and beyond doing outside of my comfort zone where I might fail at? And for me, it was starting my podcast at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I'm just going to start a podcast. It's super easy <laughs> to start. I'm just going to do it. And yeah. if it fails, like if no one listens to it, I still had fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, that's kind of that learning coming in, right? Is I still had fun doing the podcast. I learned from the guests I have on the podcast. Does it have millions of downloads? Absolutely not but I'm learning from it. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, as you're going, cause so I started engaging on LinkedIn in June. Okay. And, uh, I had the, yeah, obviously I think everyone who starts posting, anyone who starts creating content has the same exact fears that you just talked about, right? The same yep. exact experience. Right. Yep. And I don't know about you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but for me, actually one of the most helpful things that ever happened for me was to have my first post that just completely flopped where no one engaged on it. No, nothing. Right. Like, yeah, because the, my worst fear happened. I was like, but what if no <laughs> one likes my content and like, no one, like, it's just kind of embarrassing and it happened. And yep. I, I put out a post and I got like maybe one like, and it was like a sibling, you know, or like, I can't remember who it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, family members, someone who just is, it's the sympathy like, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you're still great. Like, you know, um, <laughs> and I remember being like, okay, here it is. My worst fear has happened and I'm okay. Yeah. Like it's okay. Yes. It stinks. And yes, it's embarrassing. I felt the embarrassment and I'm still a great person and I can still try again tomorrow. And mm-hmm. like, I can have the actual worst fear happen and it not be as crippling as I thought it could be, you know, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. We, we overthink everything. Um, there was a, 
I don't know if he's slightly controversial now, but there was a quote from Will Smith that I really yeah. like um, <laughs> yeah. when, when he was, when he went skydiving and yeah. he recounted like on the video, he was talking about it and he was like the point, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was basically, yeah. we do ourselves a negative or like a dissatisfaction or like, you know, yeah, we, a disservice. Yeah. A disservice. Thank you. Yeah, we do ourselves yeah. a disservice by like pumping up the fear before we do something. Yeah. So like with skydiving and I had this experience when I went skydiving too, you're just so scared. You're worried about it. And then at the moments where it happens and you realize all that fear was the worst part of the experience, because then at that point you've lost control of what can happen. Once you do that action, you've lost control. The consequences are going to come. Yeah. Things are going to happen. But when you realize it's actually not what your fear hyped it up to be, that's a super freeing moment. Yeah. And you're just carefree. You're like, okay, I was afraid for nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and those, those, the more experiences you have, where you're able to have that type of uh, reaction to doing an action, the more freeing it becomes and the easier it becomes to get into that learning state of, I'm just going to try this out. I'm just going to test it out. If it fails, I failed in the past and I'm still alive. So yeah, we're going to yeah. keep going. Yeah. Well, and, and, uh, and there's going off of that. There was a, a quote, Matthew McConaughey. We'll just keep celebrity hour going. Perfect. There we so, go. I love it. Yeah. So Matthew McConaughey was actually interviewed about risk once. And he said, again, I'm just going to paraphrase it. Cause I can't remember exactly, but he's, but they said like, how do you overcome the fear of taking risks of trying mm-hmm. something new? Right. And he said, well, in in my mind, I was, I was, I caught myself. I was literally about to do a Matthew McConaughey impression right there. <laughs> oh man. I was really looking forward I'm, to it. <laughs> I'm so glad that like my mind like jumped in my brain, like activated and stopped me from doing that. Um, he said in my mind, he's like, I've got, there's three options, right? Um, I could either not do anything. I could try it and succeed or I could try it and fail. And the thing is, he said, two out of those three options, at least I'll know. Right. If I try it and I succeed, then I'll know it worked. If I try it and I fail, then I'll know it didn't work. And, but I'll still, but I'll know. He said, the only thing I can't live with is that first option of never knowing. Mm -hmm. And I think that ties really well to your mindset shift of learning, right? When we say I am, I, the only thing I can't handle is not knowing I've got to know what, what, what I could do yeah, and what I could learn in this process. And so I'm going to, I'm going to approach this with an idea of, I'm just going to learn. And if I fail, then it doesn't mean I, that doesn't mean I've failed. It doesn't mean I'm a failure. It just means I've learned mm-hmm. now I know. And now I can actually, I can actually take in more information and improve and try again. Mm-hmm. It's all, it, and it all builds on, on itself. And, um, I don't know. I, when I heard him share that part, I was like, I was like, okay, that really was a big mind shift for me. Cause I don't know about you, but that's where I'm at. Like, I just want to know, like I couldn't, uh-huh. I could avoid the risk of doing it, but I would hate not knowing what could be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've done, I've tried more side hustles than I have fingers to count the side hustles on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I have failed at pretty much all of them, but I know that that wasn't right for me or that yeah. I didn't have the right skill set at the time. And so now it's like, okay, what skills do I need to learn to do better the next time? Right. I love yeah. uh, this concept of iteration 
Um, I had a guest on my podcast once his name was Mason Cosby and he, he was all about, you try, you learn, and then you iterate and you Mm. iterate because it's, it's a little bit more than just like pivoting because pivot can mean something totally different. Whereas like iterating is the themes are still there. You still have bits and pieces, but you're improving on those. You are Mm. adapting to whatever experiences you're going through. And I've always kept that in my mind since you said that earlier this year, where it's like, okay, we're, we're iterating here. How can we iterate from this? Okay. We, it it didn't go as we thought. So then how can we iterate and improve on the experience we just had? Yes, totally. Totally. So have you, would you mind, this is totally putting you on the spot. So if you're like, I got nothing. (laughs) Yeah, it's totally fine. And we'll edit it out of the episode and no one will ever know we went here. Um, (laughs) But would you mind sharing in, in your experience right now, you're, you're doing marketing for private auto right? Mm-hmm. You're starting your podcast. Mm-hmm. You've got other side hustles that you can't even count, right? Like you're doing a lot. You got a lot on your plate right now. You're creating content on LinkedIn. Would you mind sharing a lesson that you've learned through iteration and like how you've grown through this idea of this learning mindset and, and iterating and, and, and just engaging in that process? Yeah. Let me think just a second. Um, yeah. Personally, it's, it's been, I mean, I, I always go back to LinkedIn just cause I love it. Like yeah. I, I have some of my best friends that I met on LinkedIn Yeah, now we're yeah. like great friends and chat all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, but with LinkedIn specifically, I would always try to think, how can I make the next post just a little bit better? Yeah. And I still kind of have that mindset. Sometimes I'll just write what I think and it's yeah. just fine. Yeah. But, um, that iteration piece comes in the form of what more can I do to progress that content, to progress that connection that I may be Mm. building with someone to progress, whatever that may be. And then just iterate just to make it a little bit better. Um, my last name is Whittle. So I say, how can we make this a little bit better? You know, <laughs> um, that, is, so, that is incredible. I mean, that's probably the first time I've said it publicly, but I think it all the time. Yeah. And if you ever yeah. use whittle in a sentence, I will also smile just a little bit because it's really fun. like, oh, we just need to whittle this down a little bit. And I laugh. <laughs> so, How'd that feel actually finally getting that saying? It was out? great. It was great. But yeah. all my listeners now, have they all know. That. Yeah, they, they all know. know. Yeah. Just think just a little bit. Um, <laughs> Because if you do just a little bit better, <laughs> this is, you, it'll, we got to keep this going. This is oh yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Um, it'll, who was it? There was some, there was some person that said, if you do just like 1%, right. Just yeah. improve by 1% over the course of years, you know, that's massive progress. Yeah. And yeah. so after something happens or even before I go into an experience or a post or a meeting, yeah. How can we make this just 1% more effective or 1% yeah. better? And yeah. having that approach also means how can I learn 1% more? Yes, totally. Totally. And just to take this uh, a little bit farther, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, was, I love it. Yes. It, it, you know, in the, in this early stage, um, of content creation, mm-hmm. I would, I would, be so worried about like, man, what if like, Oh no, I'm not worried. I I would, I'd have this mindset of like, man, I can't wait sometime down the road to have a big following and like be a, be a, be an influencer. Yeah. And, 
um and then it like and i would just like be really anxious about every post to be like dude i only got like one new follower from that post like what am i even doing in my life you know uh-huh. and it's never going to be there and then something shifted and i realized i was like um i've never been a big fan of the of the term fake it till you make it mm-hmm. i just don't like it I, for some reason i didn't know why i didn't like it but then i realized the reason why i don't like it is because um Right now, I'm just trying to fake it till I make it. I'm trying, I keep having this mindset of one day when I have like a following, I'll do, I'll, I'll do this X, Y, or Z. Instead of being like, you know what? What if right now, like, like I was like on Instagram and I had like, I had like 76 followers, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what if instead I just treated them like I am an influencer to these 76 people? And what if I just decided right now I'm going to be the very best leader I could be for these 76 people? Right. Yeah. And for me, that also took away a lot of fear of failing. Cause then I was just like, it just allowed me to free up to be like, I'm just going to share what feels most authentically important to me. Um, and I'm just going to learn from failures and I'm not going to think, Oh man, like I'm never, I'm never going to get to that spot that I've always wanted to be at. No, I'm there right now. And how do I show up as my best self right now for the, for these, for these people. And that, yeah. that helped out a lot too. When I, I read a post once that was on that topic of like content and being public with your content and following. Yeah. And it was like, okay, if your post only gets a hundred impressions, how would you feel if you were speaking in a room to a hundred people? Like, yeah. That would be pretty dang impactful. That'd be awesome. pretty awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's also changed the way I look at LinkedIn and impressions and vanity metrics as we call them. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, my, my content was shown and people read, you can assume people still read it. Yeah. Like this content it's like I'm speaking to room of that many people. Yes. And at that yeah. point, yeah. like any number above like one <laughs> is pretty <laughs> awesome, right? You know, just above and beyond yourself and your mom, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, exactly. it's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> and, and that mindset has really helped too, because the other thing that's awesome about content and content creation is if it flops, it means no one saw it, which means like no one cares, <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> just no one saw it. So then you yeah. can iterate on it, make it just a little bit better and see if, you know, more people see it. So yeah. that's why I love this thought of like trying to, you know, you're trying in order to learn. And so if something flops and sweet, okay, we learn just a little bit, then we iterate and then we, we, we go again and we do it yeah. again. And yes. it's just kind yes. of an ongoing process. It just always happens. I love it. And just one last thing as we're starting to wrap up this episode, I'd love to get your thoughts on one mm-hmm. last thing that I love about this idea that you're that you're that you've brought up today, this idea of um, treating risk like an opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. What I love about that is um, risk. Uh, risk feels risky because we can't have control of the outcomes. Which you mentioned that with skydiving, right? Once you yep. do it, you have no more control of the outcomes. All right. There. Yeah. <laughs> but what I love, and which is scary. But what I love about your mindset shift that you're talking about is, man, my decision whether or not I learn from this experience is always in my control. Exactly. That is one outcome I can control. And that gives me so much certainty going into taking a risk because no matter what else I can't control, I can control whether or not I learn from this and whether or not it makes me a better person for when I show up the next day to try again which I love that liberty. I love that empowerment that it gives me. Yeah, no, that's, that's spot on because, uh, you know, when you think about times where you're frustrated because 
random things. Usually it's because it's something you can't control. So you get frustrated because yeah. like, ah, I can't yeah. control this, but yeah. it's so freeing when you find something that you can control and it's the same situation. Yeah. Like situation is not changing, yeah. but you are saying, oh, I can control that. I'm going to learn from this experience. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Oh man, dude, Caleb, thank you for sharing this, man. This is a fun, this is a fun mindset shift. It's a great reminder for me. So I really appreciate that, man. Of course. Happy to, sh- happy to share some insights and happy to chat about it. Tell, take a few minutes. Tell, tell people uh, what you're doing and, and how people can find you and, and learn more from you and, and take a few minutes that way. Sure. So you've heard it mentioned here several times. I really like LinkedIn. So you can <laughs> find me there. Uh, just Caleb Whittle, like you whittle a piece of wood or do something just a little bit. Um, that's, that's for our most active. That's where you'll find me. And then I have a podcast it's called Everyday Entrepreneurs. Uh, that's intrapreneurs, I-N-T-R-A. Yeah, t- talk a little bit about the concept behind that. Yeah, so it's just all about being an entrepreneur inside of an organization, how you can take skills and abilities that entrepreneurs have and apply them inside of a company to be that linchpin that can grow companies internally with innovative ideas, with understanding every area of the business. Uh, it's kind of a freeing concept that I love because I've always been inspired by entrepreneurs, but never really taken the jump. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, wait, I can just do a lot of things that they talk about just inside of a company. So yeah, yeah, that's been yeah. pretty awesome. Had a lot of awesome guests. Uh, there's a new episode every Monday. Been going on all this year. It's on all platforms or you can go to everydayentrepreneurs.com and read more about it there. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, that's, that's me. And I'm loving my job at Private Auto because we have an awesome concept and awesome boss and awesome team and everything's just jiving right now. (laughs) Yeah, we were talking before we started recording, um, buying the car buying process is the worst process in the world, second maybe to the house buying process. And so Private Auto does a ton to simplify that. And so people need to go check that out for sure. Absolutely, yeah. We have an app on the app store or you can just go to privateauto.com. So cool. Man, Caleb, thanks so much for being on the show, man. Of course. Happy to. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Everyday Impact. If you are new to the show, then please, uh, by all means, feel free to reach out to me either on LinkedIn or Instagram and uh, DM me and would be happy to, to connect and, and talk with you and, and uh, feel free to introduce yourself that way. And again, feel free to check out the link in the show notes to my Find Your Values virtual workshop and please let me know how that goes for you. Thank you so much for tuning in.